Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the 20th episode of the ninth season titled Bloodlines. Uh, we do not have a guest this evening, so in just a, a little bit we're going to be taking calls so we can talk about the episode. Maybe you've got comments or questions. Um, this this was a slight uh, aberration for Supernatural. It was a what they call a backdoor pilot for a spinoff. Um, lots to talk about. It was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Robert Singer. And there were there were several cool things about this episode. Um, they got to come to the United States. Action actually film here. Uh, they were talking about Chicago, and they were actually in Chicago, which is uh, really cool. Um, uh, by the way, I'm Susan, and I'm here with Becky uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about the episode, and Vinny, our usual other podcast host, is at uh, the convention in Washington, D.C. So maybe maybe we'll hear from her, maybe not. You should definitely be following Winchester Bros on Twitter, so you'll be getting her tweets and pictures. She's going to be able to take pictures too, Becky, or just tweets. She's going to she's going to try and get everything she can. That sounds great because she's going to be a she great didn't get into, She didn't get into DC. Her flight was late today, so she didn't get in till this evening. So she wasn't able to tweet anything yet today. But she'll be there all the whole rest of the weekend. Very cool. Okay. Bloodlines, a good thing. It was fun to see Chicago, great city. Um, some of the sets looked amazing, you know, Jerry Wanick and Serge and everybody. It was, I think, pretty much all Supernatural crew, writers, um, all new actors except, of course, for Jared and Jensen, who, who uh, oh, gosh, I didn't mean to start start being negative right this early, but, but every time Sam and Dean walked in, it was just a reminder of how amazing the original Supernatural is compared to what I believe Bloodline would, would be. Um, someone did a, just a hilarious recap with pictures on LJ, and they had a cap of when Dean and Sam first walk in that they're FBI agents badge and the caption was hi we're here to make you look bad <laughs> and and without even trying and without even meaning to um I, boy uh what are, what are other what are some other good things okay, uh, we got well, a call at the end <laughs> Found well, that's I'll, a good thing <laughs> okay i'll tell what i liked about it 
I thought it looked gorgeous. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it just looked it looked really really good. Um, of course, you know, it's our supernatural cruise, so of course it did. But I really really liked seeing the scenes of Ennis when he was outside there in Chicago. I don't know the name of that area, but I've seen it in 50 million movies and TV shows. There were the ferries and the river, um, that area. Mm-hmm. I, I love mm-hmm. those scenes because it's like telling you, yes, we're actually in Chicago. <laughs> you know? And it, it, looked, it looked great. It looked fantastic. Um, I liked the actors. Um, um, several of them were from um, Pretty Old Liars, which I thought was funny. Um, Bryce Johnson, I've been a big fan of them since popular. I don't know if anybody remembers that show. It was a um, Ryan Murphy show from back in the 90s before he did Glee or any, um, anything. It, it was, it's hilarious. You've got to watch it. It's, for nothing else than Mary Cherry. Mary Cherry is a great character. But Bryce Johnson was mm-hmm. on that. So I've been a fan of his for a long time. And then he was also mm-hmm. an, a bad guy on Pretty Little Liars. And I loved seeing him in this. He was, uh, um, he was Sal Lasseter, the shapeshifter who got killed. So I'm hoping, just because he's killed, maybe we're still going to see him. I don't know. I was, like, disappointed he got killed. Um, Nathaniel Bazalik, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I, I liked him when he was on the originals. He was also on Pretty Little Liars. And I liked him on Pretty Little Liars as well. And this one, I thought his acting was a little stilted, maybe. Um, I know he can do better. So I've got, you know, I've got my hopes up. Um, um, Lucian Lavitzkow, who played Ennis, my absolute favorite of the newbies. I really liked his character. I, I'm, I, I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing what else he's going to do. Um, Stephen Martinez, who is Freddie Costa, the police officer. I like him. Um, Sean Ferris, who is Julian Duvall, the main werewolf guy. He was also on Pretty Little Liars. It's like he went to Pretty Little Liars and took all their hot guys <laughs> and moved them over here. And um, so, you know, I, I, I like him. But then, you know, I get down to when the show first started, I was really excited. I, li- I was the first few minutes, I was like, I like this. This is good. And as the show kept going on, I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I'm bored. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I think it was much more like the CWs, and I hate to pick on the CW, but they have a they have a formula and it works for them. And Supernatural's it, always yeah. been the 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 aberration, the black sheep of the CW family because it's a, usually a group of pretty actors. And usually they're they're talented as well as being pretty, but there's there's uh, love stories going on. There's a lot more. Um, I'll call it soap opera, just as a little bit of a shorthand. But I like soap operas. I'm not insulting them, but we're not used to a supernatural related show being a soap opera and having those elements of drama and family against family, and then uh, a love triangle. Um, or a forbidden love and that sort of thing. Also, um, the the mob and five families, which uh, is appropriate for Chicago, but it's also 
a big part of um, General Hospital. There's a big mob family thing on there, so it reminded me a little bit of that, too. Um, eh, it's such a big deal, apparently, in Chicago that there are five different families of monsters, and there's going to be some sort of war, and there are shapeshifters and werewolves and shin and everything else. And I'm like, Sam and Dean have been to Chicago before. Death seems to like Chicago. He's a pretty big persona in the supernatural universe, and nobody's known about these, these mob families before. And if they did, would Sam and Dean ever have left Chicago until they were all wiped out and taken care yeah. of? You know, it would. The hunters would know about it. You know, it would go through the hunter network, mm-hmm. and they would know about it. And Sam, it would have come down to Sam and Dean. So yeah, that was a huge thing I had. It's like, you know, if they if Chicago's being run by monsters, how come nobody else knew about it? And there were lots of other things like that that I, you know, that I was like had problems with. Um, since when can shapeshifters change without shedding skin? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, that was weird. I guess we've seen that before because there is a little bit on Super Wiki about that, but I don't know. It's not what we're used to, so I'm not sure if they're exactly exactly a supernatural shapeshifter. They could be something else, or or doing it a different way, or whatever. But that's a that's if a I'm wrong that's about a that, debunk I will, there. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong about it, I will admit it. But I personally don't remember seeing it, and mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, when um, Sal um, wiped his hands to his hair to change his hair color, mm-hmm. uh, I, at first I thought, oh, that's really cool. Then I thought, oh, wait, I've seen that before, like 20 years ago in the craft, you know. And, um, <laughs> yes. and then um, also I was like, and since when can shapeshifters just do that, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, they can just change at will all the time. And mm-hmm. So, I, you know, and then, which is the problem I had with sharp teeth, werewolves changing at will. And, you know, mm-hmm. what happened What happened to the good old days? You know, I'm a classicist. I like the full moon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's and that was a central part of uh, a Supernatural episode, a, a longtime favorite, Heart with Madison. So we've seen werewolves before mm-hmm. and and they could not change at will. The only way I would possibly accept that, and it's, I don't think it's the case here, is if it was the werewolf alpha. Like in Shark Tank, we learned other... that um, Garth's wife's family, they were within the four generations. You know, we learned, you know, because we learned in Bitten, and they showed it again in Sharp Teeth, that within the four, four generations from an alpha or whatever it was, that um, mm-hmm. it can change at will. But then mm-hmm. Garth, who was just bit by some random werewolf, he could also change at will, which is, we saw in that episode. So that totally, you know, kind of blew mm-hmm. that theory out. You know, blew that theory out right. of the water. And then so, I'm, I'm probably going with since the werewolf family is a big, major part of this whole mobster family running Chicago thing. I guess they're probably within that four generations, and that's probably why they can do it. But it'd be nice if they would tell us. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, otherwise it's like, ah. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm a little shicky eyes about all that stuff, and I I understand that you know after nine seasons, you got to kind of push push at your canon a, a little bit, I I guess, but still it's like you know supernatural fans are very knowledgeable about their show, and they know when something is not right. And yes, if you're going to change something or push the boundaries of it, you better better explain why it works <laughs> and have it a logical progression or a logical change. And um, then the other thing, as much as I like Ennis, I think he could be a really interesting character. I also hate that they basically made him Sam Winchester 2.0. Mm-hmm. You know, he's becoming a hunter because his girlfriend got killed. Which you know we know Sam was a hunter beforehand, but he in the pilot he mm-hmm. got back into hunting because Jessica was killed, and then at the end of the episode, oh, look, Ennis has a missing father. <laughs> you know? Whoa, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Where was yeah. that before? And I understand yeah, again so, they wanted to make something familiar, but you can't be so so similar. You're like, oh, that's just like the other, you know, and and that's it's it's reductive and. Why bother to go to the new version when you still have the wonderful old version, the historic version of Supernatural? So, yeah, and I, I thought Ennis's girlfriend, despite being, like, supposedly attacked her all at the end, I thought she died kind of boring. I mean, there's there's no more iconic image yeah. in Supernatural than, than, the, than Mary Winchester and later Jessica dying stuck to the ceiling, gutted, blood dripping on Sam's face, and then everything burst into flames. Ennis' girlfriend died because she, like, hit the wall too hard, and that's a terrible thing, of course. Yeah. But if you're trying yeah. to follow the supernatural mythology here and, and characteristic of their usual uh, work, it was like, she hit the walls, so what? Sam and Dean hit walls every week. <laughs> and bounce right off. <laughs> right. So, and, and, yeah, you know, I understand they wanted to make it to where it was an accident so they could have that conversation at the end when the human killer guy, you know, tells Ennis that it was an accident. But mm-hmm. couldn't they have made it couldn't they have made the accident more, you know, like as he throws her his um Freddy Krueger hands, you know, kinda mm-hmm. um got her you know, got her you know, cut her chest or her stomach or something instead of just mm-hmm. hitting a wall. Yeah. Also, I didn't think it was that big a deal that, that the, the killer turned out to be, it turned out to be a human. Well, so what? <laughs> that can that can come later on if they ever want to, want to do that. And sometimes man is the worst monster. But if you really want to establish your own mythology, have the person, have the entity that sends, you know, Ennis down the hunter road, the real monster. So he's got a reason to stay a hunter. And and because his, his revenge tale is basically over at the end when he kills um, uh, Freddy Krueger, for lack of a better name. Um, right. right. And, and, and that was... That was another thing that was, and, and thank goodness I think Dean mentioned Freddy Krueger because otherwise it was like the elephant in the room. <laughs> Just like him, uh-huh. <laughs> talk about him looking like like Freddy Krueger. And that was another thing that bothered me, and it's actually been in Supernatural too over the last couple seasons. It's 
so much easier to just kill the human than, than uh, this guy's a cop. Why didn't he arrest him? Try. You know, it was like he just, he just gunned and him it, down in okay. cold blood. And it says a cop. I didn't guess. I didn't catch that. I, I'm pretty sure he is. He mentioned I, I think this. his dad. I think it, it was, it's his dad that was a cop. I don't think he is. I could be wrong because I only watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I was barely paying attention. But <laughs> I, I, so I could be wrong. But I thought they were saying that his father was a cop, and but not necessarily him. That I remember, and they showed a, a picture of him and anything and everything. But I, I, I did think that Ennis was one as well. But I, I, I could be wrong. You know, I mean, there was <laughs> would be the first thing that wasn't a hundred percent clear here. Um, there was another thing that that a line of dialogue that that bugged me. Though the character itself, I actually liked because he actually had some personality. Was Julian the werewolf? Uh-huh. And he's in the and he's in the bar, and I think he says to Sal something about Sal or something what he wants, and he says, "Well, I want to eat Taylor Swift's heart, but we can't always get what we want." And change a couple of words, and exactly what Dean's dialogue was to Ruby when he says, "Well, I want you to shut your pie hole, but we can't always get what we want." I'm like, right? That's again, it's like a very a very iconic line of, of dialogue, and to just just say pretty much the same thing. It's like, mm, no. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think probably, you know, because Ennis is supposed to be the hero, it's probably why I really liked him, but I agree with you that um, Julian, his character seems the most interesting, um, even though, he, you know, what he says to his sister was pretty, pretty rough. But... Yeah, that's a that's another thing. I mean, the women, you know, one was, you know, their their bitch and horror and all that. I'm like, oh, even supernatural does that sometimes. And, and I know it was to use the joke of her being a werewolf dog, female dog's bitch, blah blah. But yeah, I, I could have lived without that. But speaking of Violet, who was the werewolf in love with the shapeshifter, you know, Starcrossed. Um. She's she's caught at the end by Freddie, and she waits all that time to to wolf out and get herself loose. She could have been loose in two seconds. The guy was a human. I I assumed, and this is just again, I watched it twice. <laughs> the first time I wasn't paying very close attention. I assumed that she didn't wolf out until he started attacking. Was it David, um, the other yeah. guy, the yeah. guy, um, until she until he started attacking him, and that's the anger in her made her wolf out. I, that's the, you know what I got from it. But you think she'd be pretty angry at being kidnapped <laughs> you know, by a guy who's probably trying to kill her? So you think that would be enough to? <laughs> Get her going and 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 oh, rescue some herself. Some people get upset with kidnapping. Some people don't. Uh, you know, maybe she's yeah. used to it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, Sam and Dean are kind of used to it. They don't like it. They are used to it. <laughs> um. It was, you know, it was another reminder to me of how just 
just with a, like a, a lightning strike of supernatural God with Jensen and Jared of Sam and Dean. Right. When the pilot aired, boom, it caught me, and which I'm sure it did mm-hmm. everybody, you know, who watches it. It's like, oh, my God, this is freaking amazing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be here forever. Yeah. And this one, not so much. But I will admit that backdoor pilots tend to not be that great because, you know, they mm-hmm. are – and they are, you know, part of a different show starting out, so they have to have a combination of both. They have to have part of the original show, and then they have to give you tons of information on the mm-hmm. new show within within the episode. So I will admit that backdoor pilots tend to pretty much suck. The mm-hmm. only backdoor pilot I can remember that really liking uh, was the one for The Finder, um, which, you know, as you know, Susan, I love that show. Uh, got canceled. Mm-hmm. I love that show, and it was it had a backdoor yep. pilot in Bones. Um, mm-hmm. So um, okay. it was the the episode of Bones that was its backdoor pilot. It's so good, and probably better than most Bones episodes are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's probably the only backdoor pilot I can remember really liking. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like you said, it's tough to do any pilot. There's so much you need to get done, and you've got to be enough to bring people back and introduce everything, and it, and it is really hard. But, well, speaking of, of spinoffs and things that can help a spinoff be a success, I mean, I know they not have not always been there, but it helps to have characters from the original show move to a, a spinoff, like, well... <laughs> Like the originals were those some of those characters were on vampire diaries long enough for for people to get to know them, so they have they were a step ahead when they got their own show. My absolute one of my absolute favorite shows was a spin off and that was angel off of Buffy. Mm. I ended up loving Angel even more than Buffy sometimes yes. I mean that Me was a too. big success yes and and that they, and they brought with them angel and Cordelia yes. and yeah, and, and, and I totally agree. Angel, you know, Angel is, I love both of them dearly, but Angel is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that really works. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they don't always have to bring a character over. Uh, NCIS was mm-hmm. a, a backdoor pilot itself. It was on introduced on Jag, but no, I believe none of the Jag characters went with NCIS. But you also had a long-time, well-known, uh, uh, talented actor and a real leader in Mark Harmon. So, right. No, uh, no offense to to the Bloodlines actors, but you know they're they're pretty young yet. Like say, say somebody like Jim Beaver had come in or somebody along the lines of Mark Harmon, you know, that everybody was very familiar with and had been in a lot of shows and that would be something, you know, like to really anchor the show with a lot of I, I agree with that. Yeah. All all of the actors that are on the show that we've seen so far are all pretty much new people. You know, they may mm-hmm. have been you know, they're they're not yeah, I agree. And even mm-hmm. though I, I have seen some people complain because the actors were so young, well, I don't agree with that because the actors are older 
and Jared and Justin mm-hmm. were when Supernatural first started. And it right. looks extremely young. Mm-hmm. But um, let me pull up Lucian Naviscount. Um, he he's actually um, I, I'm bad with math. He's 24, 92. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at math. He may be younger than that. Hold on, I'm actually having to <laughs> pull out a calculator. This is how horrible I am. That's why I married a math teacher. Okay, he's 22, <laughs> so he's the same age that Jared was. You know, even though he he looked mm-hmm. a whole lot younger, I think. But mm-hmm. then like. Um, Nathaniel Bazalik. Uh, doesn't tell how old he is. But they are, you know, they're around the same age or older than Jared and Jensen were. Mm-hmm. We're just used to Jared and Jensen now, <laughs> you know, I think is what it is. Yeah. And and it's 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 funny because Jared and Jensen were similar in that. They had some good roles. Jensen had been around longer than than Jared, but then they had some good roles, but they were not super well known either. So it had but to be more brought, than just. And also in the pilot, we had Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, who had been around longer. Um, mm-hmm. They had, they had Robert lot, Singer. Yeah. They had Eric Kripke. They they had a they had a lot. And and again, it was just they are something special in their chemistry and relationship on and on and off the screen. Um, I didn't see that in this show, really. I mean, no offense to anybody there, but I didn't see that yet. And I don't know. And it has not been officially picked up as a series, has it? No. No, CW, I didn't think so. Um, CW is up front, I think, or in a week, maybe two weeks. I'm not sure. But they, you know, mm-hmm. they'll be announcing then the pilots that they're, you know, the new shows that they're picking up for next season. Um, so, you know, we don't know yet if it is picked up. I will definitely watch it. I'll, you know, I will give mm-hmm. it a chance. I will, I will watch it. I will, you know, because I think there's a lot, a lot of room for improvement. It could be really good. You know, it has a <laughs> lot of potential to it. Um, I mean, it is being created by the same people who gave us Supernatural. So right there is a huge, huge yeah. you know, would, step in the right direction. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I have I have really, really big hopes for it. And I'm hoping between, if it's picked up between now and the time they start filming it, you know, they will maybe make some of these corrections that fandom mm-hmm. has been talking about. Because there's been lots of talk on the internet, lots of articles written by um, bloggers mm-hmm. and journalists, you know, about what could be corrected. And I'm hoping they listen and maybe mm-hmm. make some yeah. of these corrections. And I think something that would really, really, really help is if they do bring, there are so many characters in the supernatural verse that would yeah. make an amazing spin-off show. And yeah, so why why make up so many new ones when you've got at yeah, least a yeah. few? I mean, just off the top of my uh, top of my head, Jody, we just had right. Rose on. I mean, Jody was she's she's got a history. She's got a history with Sam and Dean. She's a cop. There's to her. She could decide to make a change in her life and move to Chicago. She could bring Alex with her. There's somebody who's used to dealing with monsters, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, both of them are Garth. Garth. If they want a werewolf family, well, Garth has a werewolf family. 
<laughs> so that you know he he could come so and these are these are characters who you know have have hit a chord with supernatural fandom and the actors are are popular it's yeah so it would it would be nice to incorporate that in i the ratings actually came up a little bit for this episode and i and i hope that's not the only thing network looks at because to me that just says people were curious and it doesn't necessarily translate to quality um or or at least it needs work that's that's for sure and i i don't want to be a, a downer the whole time because like you said it's our supernatural crew and they work really hard and we always have respect for that and we appreciate everything they put into this i mean i mean like you said the bar was just gorgeous you know and and um all the filming stuff is great and and whatever but so we do appreciate that and we always have respect for that but we have to respectfully disagree with a lot of what happened in that episode so and yeah and but i'm in, i'm in no way saying i don't want this show i want the show to tank mm-hmm. i'm not saying i want it to do good I want to like it. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I want to mm-hmm. be a huge fan of it because, you know, anything supernatural. You know, it, it's part of our supernatural family. I mm-hmm. want it to succeed, and I'm always looking for a show to obsess about. I love obsessing about mm-hmm. television. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> why um, we're here? Exactly. And even though there was an interview back in the third season when Eric Kripke said supernatural will never be One Tree Hill with monsters. I kind of get that's what they're doing with this show. Um, yeah. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they're not doing it on Supernatural. You know, if, mm-hmm. if they want to do this type of story, I'm glad they're doing it on a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like soapy shows. You know, I love Scandal. That's a very soapy show. Um, yeah. So, you it's know. that Supernatural has never been that. Exactly. And it's fine. So, I mean, those guys are great. I, I think Vampire Diaries does that, does this well. I mean, it's at the mm-hmm. very surface, they're both kind of soapy shows with monsters, but yeah, again, they got a jackpot of chemistry with Ian Summerhalder, Paul Wesley, and Nina mm-hmm. Dobrev. So, yeah, it takes a lot of things together. I, you know, I'm, I'm all. It's, it's the show. You know, I'm. I really, really hope it gets better because I really, really want to like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed that it was just because it's a pilot. You have to do so much in a pilot that mm-hmm. you know that's pretty much. And also, of course, it was a supernatural episode. So you know, even though I expected not much of Sam and Dean in it, I did get it. Did you know? I expected them not to be there. Because it's a it's a it's a back to a pilot, so I expected not much of Sam and Dean. But like you said, when they did show up, it's like oh, the show just immediately rose in the quality, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was very yeah. very but obvious. I, and but I was watching and, and making notes. I just <laughs> it's like even when they came in, like the music cues would change, and the music would be like you know the rock, and it would be so badass. And then I I, I just as a comparison, I thought like. Like Anna was like a Hugo, and Sam and Dean are like a Corvette. You know, there's yeah, just yeah, yeah. total, total difference there. Um, even, even Jensen, 
and he was on our podcast a few weeks ago. And you can find that podcast at, um, there's links on our website to all our podcasts, including Jensen. And you can also go to Media Boulevard, um, sorry, blogtalkradio.com slash Media Boulevard. It's there, sorry. I was going to tell the blogtalkradio.com thing. Oops. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so, (laughs) yes. Definitely. And anyway, Jensen's uh, podcast is there, and you can listen. And we talked a little bit about the spinoff, and he he wasn't exactly a hundred percent on board. I mean, he didn't he didn't tear it down, but he said kind of the same things we are like, why why does it need one? And and um, he just didn't sound a hundred percent with it either. So I mean. But, of course, that was before they filmed it. So he may have changed. You know, he, he our, our podcast with him was the day they were first having the read-through, um, right. you know, with the actors. So he hadn't even met the actors yet. So he may have changed his mm-hmm. mind later. But at that time, that's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, he'd read the script, and that's all he had. And, of course, that's, you know, you only get so much from that. It takes somebody taking the words and, you know, giving them giving them life and, and uh, personality and character and all that. So, yeah, I've only read that. But um, anyway, <laughs> I I kind of laughed and then I kind of felt bad because when they were looking through the – Dean was looking through the cupboards and he found, like, you know, the jar of fingers and the bags of meat. Ah, yeah. And one of the bags <laughs> of meat was named Susan. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> Me crazy trying to figure out who it was. <laughs> okay. 
Because I know um, I've seen him in 50 million things. He's very familiar. Yeah, yeah, he is. Very much so. Maybe we'd have felt more for him if we knew him better as a character, too. But anyway, um, we are we are available for questions and comments and callers tonight. Do you do you want to take a caller? We do have a caller waiting. Sure. Um, ready? Okay. Caller, I'm going to put you on the air. Area code seven seven three. Hello, Manchester Radio. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, my own podcast? Yeah. You're on the air. Oh, okay. Um, I've never done this before. Um, I've been looking forward to this podcast for the whole entire week because, of course, you know, I've been comments about um, the new episode. And, um, I mean, I agree with it, – it's really hard about this episode because, you know, I've been a dedicated fan for a while. And, you know, it's it's really hard to say – a true fan when you have a spinoff like this, you know, like you're conflicted mm-hmm. between loving the characters and then not so much the storyline. So I totally agree with you there. Um, I was actually on set, so uh, I got to see a few of the things we filmed while I was over here. And uh, cool. I was glad I didn't catch any spoilers, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, to see them on set, and you know, I got to talk to Jim and uh, Bob, and you know, they were really cool and exciting, and everything about it, the whole environment made me feel like, oh, like this is going to be like a hit wonder, like this is going to be the one, like the whole episode is going to be great, and it was like, I was kind of sad that it was a little bit of a letdown. So I've been wanting to hear everybody's comments about it, but um, I agree that. You know, we shouldn't judge an episode off the first episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us um, about what you saw, what you saw them film and everything. Uh, one of the days I was by, I can't remember his name. Was his name Ennis, I think? I mm-hmm. was by his neighborhood, like, where they were filming. And uh, even though I didn't catch the boys, I did get to see the Impala, so that was great. I had tweeted that picture, and uh, I blew up the website. I blew up Twitter that one day. <laughs> and then um, uh, I got to see Michelle and Bryce. They were on set, and uh, they were filming the flashback scene, which was at Union Station. So that was really exciting to watch from afar. Yeah, cool. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, other than that, it was it was really fun to be on set. I had never done it before, but uh, yeah, I just I'm a big fan, and I wanted to see where this this episode is going. And I I don't usually like to speak up, you know. Lately, I've just been like, oh well, let's not talk about season nine. But it's like there's so many things that have been wrong with season nine, where it's like, how are we going to cram all? Of these storylines that are going a million different directions into the last three episodes. So, totally agree with you guys. So we're about to yeah. find out. <laughs> last three episodes. Are, I mean, I are, just are saw the press up. release. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that the press release thing. for the uh, season finale, and I was like, "Oh, a shocking finale!" Well, like, gee, you don't say. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
They've never well, they can't say before. anything, really. Probably everything's a spoiler, so it's like, well, it's <laughs> right. <been> shocking. <laughs> yeah, but that was another thing about this stuff at the end of a huge season with a lot of stories, and it took up it took up yeah. space that was needed to, I think, carry on the other the other stories. So it, not only was it weird that Sam and Dean took off to go to deal with a fairly run-of-the-mill monster, um, the series took off a completely different episode when they should have had it earlier if they were going to do it so they could really focus oh, on the season. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah. I feel like season um, nine has mostly been filler episodes, and it's like they should have um, accomplished one thing at a time. So, like, they should have accomplished, like, the storyline with Goodfriel or Metatron and, like, maybe the half, like, the mid-season finale and left, like, the Abaddon and, like, Crowley storyline for, like, the finale or something. Like, they should have, like, finished something and closed the storyline instead of, like, having all these million things open to cram the, mm-hmm. the last three episodes. So. Yeah, it's hard. But, you know, uh, there, I've watched, there's watch, I watched a couple other shows and there's a – Another show that, that has done, like, the same thing over seasons, uh, Hawaii Five-O, they have a big storyline with Woe Fat, and they would do a couple of big things and then do all these season episodes all season, like, other stuff. And you're like, hello, there's this huge thing, Woe Fat, evil guy, you know, killed your father, and you don't do anything until, like, the last episode or two. So they're not the only ones. I think it's just that, you yeah. there's a season is 22, 23, sometimes 24 episodes long right. and it's a lot happening so I think that's just logistics and business but it is hard sometimes you're like mm-hmm. there could be a little I more story like, moving along but I feel like we set the bar a little higher this year because I feel like season 8 was just so great you know I felt like Jeremy Carver was trying to go back to the roots of Supernatural and what like the show is truly about where like you know season mm-hmm. 7 was a little like oh well it was a little mm-hmm. bit filler and a little like where's cast you know season 8 was just great and then it's season 9 was just like oh like what are you doing <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know what what's going on with the with the writers and i see we've gotten some new ones you know hearing the podcast from last week for um Jody's episode it was i was conflicted about that episode too so. oh yeah we i i I love that one. Of course, I always mm-hmm. enjoy Jody, and she makes the episodes just even better. But I, I wasn't too crazy about the writer. But of course. Oh, okay. Robert Barron. He's probably. Yeah. He like out of the. We have so many new writers, and Robert Barron is probably the one I really I I like. Oh. Mm-hmm. One of, he's probably one of the one I like the best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mm-hmm. few others that I have more other problems with, um, with their writing. Not as a person, love them all as people, but, right. <laughs> you know, with their <laughs> writing, you know, I, you know, I have a little bit of problems with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew Dabb, who wrote this, I was looking at his list of episodes, and, and for me, he's all over the place. Um, so he's written some that I'm like, yikes, what were you thinking right on to some fantastic, favorite, wonderful episodes for, for me. Mm-hmm. So I, this this would be one for him that I would kind of put lower on the list of episodes that I that I like from him. So, yeah, he's kind of all over the place for me. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I like Robert Barron's very much, and I like Robbie Thompson. And, yeah. 
Jeremy. I guess Jeremy Carver wrote the finale. So oh, good. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, yeah. Right next to I think Jeremy Carver and like Robert Senior are like right, my favorites right there. Mm-hmm. I, I um, think my my favorite writers would be um, Eric Kripke, um, Sarah Gamble, and oh, Jeremy Carver. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And of I course Sarah. Robbie. <laughs> yes. I miss Sarah too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Sarah a lot, but I think it was Rail Tucker when they wrote together. I think that was their best time. Oh, yeah. Time. I love She Rail, was amazing. Yeah. The, things, the two of them, yeah. Sarah, she was another one who was all over the place for me sometimes, especially towards the end. And she wrote some great Dusty outline. Mm, sorry? I said she wrote some great Dusty outlines into the show. Like, I think love- when she wrote the part about the bees on cast when he was naked or something like that. Could have sworn that was her who well, snuck it in there. more crazy than anything. <laughs> crazy cast. She always wrote a lot of good Sam episodes. She was like a Sam girl, and as a yeah. fellow Sam girl, I really, really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. Well, she also, I mean, she also loved Dean, too. I mean, she would, she would write it, and she'd go, oh, Jensen's so great. He'll just do everything with this. And then, you know, she... And her commentary on the DVDs, you know, she did too. So I think she was she was a bit of a fan girl as well as she was, you know, she being was. supernatural writer and, and and producer and all that. So yeah, some really great great stuff. John Scheiben wrote some great episodes in the past too. Yeah, he was great. Some well, um, on X on X Files and then on Supernatural. I miss the older writers, uh, the ones we had back in mm-hmm. the early seasons. I really miss them. I wish they could come back because it's been a while. It's been several years, and maybe they're like, if they needed a break, maybe this has been enough of a break, and maybe they would come back and, you know, write a write a script here and there. That would be really cool. Uh, another thing I wanted to say was uh, I really I, I was on Tumblr the you know after the night it had aired, and uh, I liked how people were comparing you know the episode with older episodes like the famous line, I was there, where were you? And people were like, oh, my God, like, that that line has already been said. You can't use that. And mm-hmm. how, um, I forgot the girl's name in the show. Uh, I think her real name is Michelle, or Melissa, Melissa is it? Um, how she was wearing a trench coat, and people were like, oh, so she's like the female version of Castiel. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It's like, don't use iconic lines or iconic clothes <laughs> yeah because i think you said another one before the copying when the yeah. podcast started so mm-hmm. but yeah that was, that was all i wanted to say and i'll let someone call in now oh <laughs> thanks for calling you had a lot of great yeah, thank uh, you. Calling comments yeah really thanks for, for having me <laughs> bye all back so time yep fun and it was actually there was fun <laughs> it was there yeah very cool yeah, except that was not that was not our baby. That was not the original Impala right. from the show. It was a fan Impala, and it looked it looked fantastic. It, and um, they could not bring the actual Impala with the whole weapons trunk. They could not ship it over. The budget couldn't take it, and it's also possible, you know, through customs and everything with with all the weapons and whatever. So they have a fan, and I want to mention her name, um, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Diamond. 
um, that um, impala belongs to her. And she very lovingly restored it and made it just like a Sam and Bean's impala. And I think she needed a few things. And other fans helped her finish. And yeah, I thought were, that was um, really... There were several fans who um, sent, who um, donated um, some weapons for the mm-hmm. um, for the trunk for the weapons trunk. And I, um, I also this reminds me um, of a, something that I meant to mention last week with Kim Rose, and I forgot to mention it. I want to mention it now. Winchester Radio. We are now sponsored by So Geek Austin. Um, they are a great, great uh, website fan website that you can go to for all of your, and this I love this, handmade geekery. They have mm-hmm. some great things for all kinds of fandoms, Supernatural, Doctor Who, um, uh, 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 Sherlock, uh, Holmes, um, you know, all kinds of different fandoms. They have really great jewelry, scarves, bags, um, artwork. They're really, really great. Um, check them out. You can, they're, um, their link is on our homepage at winchesterbirds.com over on the right. It'll be a, a big pink square. It's so geek awesome. Check them out. They rock. Yep. And the reason why it reminds me of her, she donated, she created, and um, Claudia, who runs So Geek Austin, created a um, box that was used in the trunk, um, the one that keeps the silver bullets. And mm. she, re- she recreated, uh, she made, you know, a replica of the one that's in the actual Impala weapons trunk. And she very, used it and donated cool. it there. And she, I believe she also made, I could be wrong, but I believe she also made the um, Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Um, looking. Um, Beth Claudia made the bullet box and the dream catcher and the evil eye beads that hang oh, near cool. the dream catcher. Yes, and I have to thank Lynn from Fangasm because she wrote all that up and I remember it, but she put all the details in one place, so I'm borrowing from there. And, <laughs> so I have to say we're well, reading it. Um, Cliff also tweeted it. He tweeted a big thanks to everybody. To, um, oh, cool. You know, and, and what they what they um, donated. So if you go to um, at Bodyguard for J&J, and I think it's his latest tweet, um, and you'll see a list there of who he um, thanked for sending in um, items for the truck. Very, very cool. Another another sign of Supernatural family coming together <laughs> to help out the show right, right? and, and uh, each other to, to, you know, get this done and have it look just right. I mean, how cool. How cool. Um we, we have other callers, so shall we take the next one? Sure. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 How y'all doing? You're on the air. Good. Thank you. Yeah, that's totally cool. Uh, name's Liz, in case you're interested. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. <laughs> Yo. Okay. You guys have, like, totally touched on a lot of the things that I had to say concerning the episode um, uh, about the the actors, the storyline. For me, um, uh, I've been watching TV for like decades, right? And for me, a lot of things for shows like this, episodic shows, 
with a ongoing storyline that builds and evolves, I'm very much into continuity. Uh, that also comes from being a wrestling fan as well. And one of my problems, and when I say one, that, that means that there are a whole lot more. One of my problems was, and something you touched on, the uh, ignoring of the lore of the monsters. Uh, the whole thing with the shapeshifter, um, the brother, when he came in and did the whole rub his hand over his hair and change the thing, and then trying to explain that as it's some kind of a bloodline thing or the purity thing, and that can't be, mainly because we know from the episode Two Men and a Baby that the alpha shifter created babies, and not one of them had his ability his, it, she, whatever, ability to just transform at will or, you know, instantaneously without shedding skin. So to have that ability just be part of some random group of vampires, and I don't care if they're a family of vampires, just goes against the whole law and kind of in its own way diminishes the importance and uniqueness of the alpha vampire himself. I'm excuse me, alpha vampire, alpha shifter himself. Um, the same thing with the whole werewolf thing. Um, though we, they did introduce that with the Garth episode, sort of, I guess. Um, I still have a problem with that, but, you know, that's not here or there. Another aspect of ignoring the law that bothered me was, uh, I hope you guys don't mind me just like going on like this, um, was the, what's it called, the gin that they were working with, indicating that there is a quote-unquote family of gin um, in Chicago, like the rest of the mafia families, when we all know that the gins, and we saw this even with the variation gin, the one with the blue hand, that they are all still solitary um, creatures. They don't do the family thing for the most part, not like the big, you know, family that you would find in a mafia thing. And I think well, that's one um, of the... That, okay. one, that one, I would say that we have seen gin families um, on Supernatural. That one, you know, the others I completely agree with, but I will point out um, that we did, um, it was in... Well, you're talking uh, about the first episode in uh, Main Street, Exile on Main Street. Yeah. First the, episode you know, we, of, epi- of season six. That, that, gin, that family, they were the family of uh, the gin that, gin that Sam and Dina killed previously. Yeah, but so, they um, just, just, not, just, to, just, to, just to, you know, latch on to that, they were together based on their need to avenge their father. You see what I'm saying? That didn't right. mean that they hung out together. That didn't mean they, they lived together in the same place. They were together for a mutual purpose, to get back at the people who killed their father. It's like with the ghouls from the episode that introduced Adam. What was it? Jumping the Shark? Yeah, 
I think so. Mm-hmm. Those it were was, cool. Yeah, it's just a say, it's just a saying coming together of monsters for a purpose, a limited purpose. I didn't see the family that went after um, Dean and Lisa and Sam and them as being like, oh, we hang out together, we live together, we go to school together, we work together, as something as a regular thing for them. Even though, excuse me, um, Samuel did point out that unlike the gin that we saw in uh, what should be, um, that they were far different from their own father in that they didn't look as exotic as he did and they could pass as human. That did not in any way in the story, at least, seem to say that their basic nature was different from any other gin. Go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I personally didn't have, you know, the little bit we saw of the gin, I didn't have a problem with what they were doing there because we didn't really learn anything about it. So I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem with the gin. Um, I had problems with the shapeshifters and the werewolves. Um, but I did, I, we didn't learn enough for me to know if anything was wrong with the gin lore or not. Yeah, and that is another issue I had with the episode itself. Now, I've heard you guys use the term tonight, um, backdoor pilot, backdoor, backdoor, backdoor pilot. pilot. Backdoor. Mm-hmm. I have to honestly say I've never heard that term before. But when you explained it, I know I've seen it done before. I just never heard the term before. Um, but in all pilots I've ever experienced, and I'm like in my 50s, all the pilots, or excuse me, uh, spinoffs, let's put it that, spinoffs from other shows, whether they're backdoor or whatever, they've always allowed or presented an explanation, if you will, or um, a, a background for the show, even if it's, you know, we have the background the show is spinning off of, but they also give us an explanation of, say, the characters and the situation that that show is going to be involved with. And this episode kind of glossed over so much of that information that I, at least me, could not connect with it, whether as a supernatural uh, spinoff where they connect to the main mothership, if you will, but also as a show unto itself. If I were to just take this show and you have this cop, this cop's kid, who I do believe that they indicated that he was a cop, this yes. cop's dad, kid. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, and it's his dad was a cop. Yeah, and I believe that when he was in there being talked to by the other cop, that I got the feeling that he was a cop as well. But anyway, um, if I was just given it as is, as a show, as a pilot, there, I saw nothing that gave me an idea of who Ennis was. I got a little bit more of what the shifter dude was, and for some reason I can't remember his name. Danny? David. David. David, yeah. 
I got a little bit more of who David was, but I got almost nothing of what Ennis was. And then they tacked on a whole bunch of other characters and gave us no backstory, no way to connect to understand who they are, what their motivations were beyond the nebulous of she's got she's evil and the 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 wolf the werewolf sister is no excuse me the shifter sister is evil and the werewolf brother is a dick that's all i got out of them Mm -hmm. i didn't get any flavor or any reason to go back to that pilot well with most pilots and especially with backdoor pilots um you know they basically all they want to do is introduce the characters, which I thought they did a good job. They introduced us to 50 million characters. I think there was too many, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, they um, they did they did the introduction, and then if the show's picked up, we will learn all these backstories and reasons and all that. It's just basically to give us a tease. Although I didn't like the tea, I, I didn't necessarily wasn't interested in the mm-hmm. teas and the taste that we got. Yeah, you know what I'm and there was a lot going on, and to try to introduce five full families and a history and interaction—that's that's way too much for one episode. I I, I think, but yeah. I you know, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to do. Um. I guess my only other, well, I shouldn't say only other, <laughs> but the thing that did, uh, I guess, bother me per se, one, well, two things, the predictability of the whole writing of the, the episode. Um, I sat down, and it shows up at the restaurant with his girl, and immediately said, okay, they're going to kill her. And then the David shows up, and I'm going to say, okay, uh, he's got a. It, this is Romeo, and we're dealing with Romeo and Juliet over here. And his brother probably had something to do with them not being together. And uh, Ennis's father is a hunter, or was a hunter, and he's still alive. I said that near the beginning of the episode. So nothing was surprising, nothing was intriguing, nothing was nothing drew me in and said, Wow, I'm interested. Where's this going? Mm. Because they just seemed to write it as if okay, we want to just get this out here. This is our sequel. Here it is. Here's the characters. It's this is the nebulous idea around it and hopefully you'll stick around and find out where we're going with it. But you can't do that with a pilot. Backdoor otherwise, because people are going to say, I'm not interested. It's not enough there. It's like writing a book. They will tell you that if you're going to catch people with a book, you have to catch them in the first paragraph or the first page of a book. If you do not catch people with the first page of a book, they're not going to read the rest of the book. And that's how I feel with this pilot. They didn't catch me with the first episode and uh, as much as I love Supernatural, and as you can tell, I love Supernatural <laughs> to the point of being a nitpicker. Uh, but I, I am also um, a consumer, and I've been watching TV for a long time, and I do not watch a show 
just because of its relationship to another show. I have a feeling, and this is the part where I feel kind of insulted, is they put this out and they expect the supernatural fandom slash family to just jump to it and watch it and follow it just because this loose connection to Sam and Dean. Well, that's what they're hoping. You know, I, 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 I mean, they, they hope that's what the odds are because they know how dedicated and loyal the supernatural family is, but they have to hold up their end of the bargain too. Exactly. Because yeah, the original they supernatural is totally something worthwhile supporting you know, forever or as, or as much as you possibly possibly can and feel right, but you can't just expect expect them to move to a brand new show you just can't take it for granted. I, I don't think they, so most of them are, but I think they're hoping that's what it will be, but we'll, we'll see. And you guys touched up on my other big issue with doing a spinoff on Supernatural, and I have been saying this since I heard they were doing a spinoff. That was what, back in the beginning of this year, or excuse me, back in the beginning of last year, they were talking about the fact that they were going to do a, a spinoff. And I pretty much said, if you're going to do a spinoff, it better be a spinoff, not with any of these new characters that you guys were introducing, like the werewolf chick from, what was it, Bite or Bitten or whatever the heck it's called, or, you know, that witch dude with his um, familiar dog. It's got to be somebody who is really and truly connected to Supernatural. You bring back Bobby. You... um, you follow, and you guys pointed out, follow Jody. Now that Jody's got a kid, there's a story right, there's a spin-off possibility right there. Um, not, not that I'm a big fan of Garth, per se, but you've got the Garth situation. Um, you have for, uh, Freaks and Geeks. What's her name? Oh, Chrissy? Uh, yeah. Her yeah. and her group. Her and her group. No. They, I mean, they're, no. they're a spin-off. No. I don't want them as a spinoff. <laughs> anybody else you mentioned? Anybody else you mentioned? I'd be great, but not Christy and her group. I just, yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I understand, and like I said, I don't like Goss, but you guys were willing to go with Goss. I'm not a big fan of Christy either, but I'm saying it. It is a pop, it, it had more of a spinoff nature to it than what we got here. Because Chrissy, despite the being fact she is one of those new people introduced per se, she still has a, more of a connection to supernatural, and she still has a feel uh, supernatural wise. Hell, you could bring Jody into that family, and then you've got you've got it right there. Or you or you um, you reach even further back, and you bring back Gabriel. Or for me, a little you know, off the wall for some people or stretching the envelope, bring in Ruby 1. Uh, I personally believe Ruby 1 and Ruby 2 were two separate demons. You can reintroduce Ruby 1. I think the actress was wonderful. Uh, any number of ways... She's kind of busy. I mean, I, I, I didn't know that. I like her as Ruby. She's kind of busy, though. She's on Arrow. I did. Moral Lance. I, I, I didn't know that. 
Now, so you see what I'm getting at? Show. If you're going to do a spinoff of Supernatural, you really should use somebody from the Supernatural who isn't busy at the moment. Just <laughs> mm. yes, that would have that would have actually one given you a flavor of Supernatural. Two, been more loyal to the fans and the nature of Supernatural, and it didn't wouldn't feel like you were trying to build, I don't know, dynasty in a supernatural world. Another description I gave of the show is di- dynasty with fangs. Uh, and I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on, if you don't mind me jumping a bit, you guys have mentioned for the feeling you've had for the season, um, how they've crammed so much into this one season here. And I was thinking that Carver seems to be having the same problem that Sarah Gamble had with season six and seven. She had a lot of great concepts and ideas that could have stretched out into her own five-season span, dealing with um, Sam coming back, Sam coming back, Dean getting back into hunting. That could have been a whole season, finding out there's something wrong with Sam and, and that something's going on with Cassiel could have been its own season. Um, then finding out, well, Sam's, a, Sam's his oldest. You could have, season eight could have been dealing with finding Sam's soul and dealing with Sam being soulless. I mean, personally, I would have loved to have seen a whole season of Sam's soullessness as opposed to just two or three episodes. Uh, then you can go, like I said, she could have done five seasons with all the stuff that she had within the two seasons that she got. Same thing with Carver. Carver's got mm-hmm. tons of things going on at once, and he's squishing them into these two seasons, which is like, he's like he's got this fear of the show well, being canceled, and he's trying to jam no. it all in. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, dis- I disagree. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think it's just like I said, typical of shows where there's a lot of episodes and and they sometimes have to sort of stretch out a, an arc. And you know, I really, I really want to thank you so much for calling. But we have some other sure. callers waiting, and um, sure, I appreciate sure. you calling thanks back. For, just for hearing me. Um, just thanks for allowing me to like you know get my things out there. We're very happy you call. We appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have got another caller waiting. Yes, we do. I'm going to let them on, and I I have another point I, I don't want to forget about after this call. Hello, caller. Thank you for waiting. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, this is my first time, so might not be too good at this, but <laughs> I I miss the good old days where they got calls on cases, like the one case with the clown back when Joe and Ellen were still around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss that. I wish they'd still throw that in there once in a while. But they get calls like that. 
I agree with you, especially, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched the TNT Marathon today. I don't know. Um, oh, no, I, I didn't get to. Uh, okay, well, they mainly showed episodes from the first three seasons. And watching those, it's like, oh, I miss these days. <laughs> these were the good old days, you know. Yeah, so, it's like, in, like in you just know a lot. Just once in a while, just throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, okay, I'm bringing back a few episodes, but, like, Gabriel, when when Metatron acted like Gabriel was still there, I was mm-hmm. so happy. Like, I miss Gabriel. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, when Cassiel knew, like, that it was a trick, I was like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Why couldn't he, like, still be here? And yeah. when, like... I found a bunch of spoilers that, like, he was supposed to be coming back, and I got, like, I was, like, just waiting for the episode, and now I'm kind of bummed. I wish they actually would have brought him back for good, even for just a little bit. I I agree with you. I was disappointed as well. It's like, you know, we get the awesome Richard Spate back, and, you know, the trickster Gabriel is such an amazing character, yet we don't know... Mm-hmm if he was the real one or not. You know, we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was disappointing. And, like, uh, when Violet from this episode got, like, tied up, when I looked at it, I could, like, my first thought is, it's not actually silver, is it? It doesn't look like silver. Try and break out of it. Like, since they, like, mm-hmm. can know when they were changing... Like, mm-hmm. since she knows, then maybe she could, like, break out, because that's, that's exactly what I said. It's like, why don't you try to break out? You could probably get out. It doesn't look like silver. Yeah, that's what I said. Why did you wait so long? <laughs> it's making and sense plus, to me. like, you would be able to tell, because she had, like, short sleeves on, so it would have been burning her skin if it was silver, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So that's just what I caught on to. Mm, um, one of many things. <laughs> yes. This episode was crazy. As soon as I saw, like, the sneak peek for this episode, I was like, that reminds me of Freddy Krueger. So I was kind of glad I wasn't the only one that thought that. <laughs> and, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you know yeah. the name of the actor who played him? It's driving me crazy. Would you happen to know his name? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, darn. <laughs> it, oh, I, like, I feel like I've seen him before, but, like, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen him before, and it's driving me crazy. Uh, like, I can, I know I've seen him, like, for a fact. I know I've seen him. Is yeah, it like, definitely. I think it's one of those things. Miller or something. It like, well, there was a court. There was on SuperWiki they have him listed as a Miller guy, but the IMDb account for that Miller guy is not that guy. The picture they have is <laughs> not him. So I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, and like, I miss Castiel. Like, there's so much stuff going on with Castiel right now. And mm-hmm. when they take a few episodes off from showing him or, like, take an episode off, I'm like, well, I want to know because he's, like, getting into this huge battle with Metatron. So it's like, what's going to happen? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the side of everything lost. that's going on. I found yeah. him, honey. I, I found him. <laughs> the guy. Oh, who is it? <laughs> his name is Michael Rogers on IMDb. His, they have him listed as Irv. He was in, this is why we know him. He was in the Magnific- Magnificent Seven episode. He was the bartender. He was gluttony. That's where um, I saw him from. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> He's also been on basically every show ever in Vancouver. Um, Base <laughs> Motel, Arrow, The Killing, Falling Fringe, Continuum. Basically, yeah. if it feels wow. like he's been in it. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed because I, like, watch a bunch of these shows like Base Motel. I watched it and I just, it didn't click. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and he was, he was in two episodes of X-Files season, so... Colony no. and Fallen Angel. Oh, wow. wow. I'm really disappointed in myself for not knowing that. <laughs> I knew he was familiar. I <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank God. I feel much better now. I know. It's like yeah. the weight was off your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at the end of the episode, uh, the... I think it was the shapeshifter leader. It seemed like Margot, I think her name was. Uh, was mm-hmm. that her name? Yeah, her. Yeah. I, so. I didn't understand why she wanted to start a war so bad. Like, she was so eager to start a war. And then when he, like, when he said it wasn't, like, the werewolves that did it, she she acted happy, like, oh, yeah, we got the guys. But you could tell she wasn't happy. And then, like, when her... I think it was, like, kind of like her brother that came back or something, like the... Mm-hmm. David? When he joined the fan- family back. Yeah, him. Uh, he seemed too happy about that. So I wonder what they were trying to do with that. Yeah, she seemed to me to be the type of person who's power-hungry. And yeah. she, yeah, I think she basically, from what I got, is she's ready, you know, she's, probably happy that her brother got killed because she can use that as an excuse to um, start the war with the werewolves. Yeah. And she probably wants to kill them, and then that would move her one more step up the ladder to the top. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. she seemed like the one that was, like, the most crazy or, like you said, power-hungry. Like, she would do anything to get that power. Mm. Yeah, much. (laughs) But, like, the whole gin thing, like, they didn't get much into that, which I was kind of disappointed because we've only seen a few episodes with them in it. So it would have been nice to kind of get more into the gin. Mm -hmm. I've only seen it at one part. If the show is picked up um, by the CW at first as be a series, and I'm guessing we'll see a lot more of the Jin because I'm thinking they'll go into all five of the big monster families, and with the Jin being one of them, I'm guessing we'll see a lot more of them then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like I heard a lot that like they confirmed for a season ten. Yeah, supernatural. Yeah, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that. Well, probably yeah. since they did that, since they only showed a little bit of like each of the families, they probably might get into that more. Yeah. 
I mean, that would be interesting because uh, David, I really liked him. Like, he was probably one of my favorite characters from that episode. Like, that would just kind of pop in for a few episodes or an episode. I liked him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I like the actor from the other things that I've seen him in, Pretty Little Liars and the originals and things. He was really good in those. Yeah, he's, Mm -hmm. like, a really good actor. And, like, I liked how he he was, like, even though, I mean, I know he loved Colonel, but, like, even though she was alone, he still was so kind to her and, like, so kind to the family, even though Mm -hmm. they don't like him and his family doesn't like their family, that he was actually willing to run away with her. That was kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I agree. But yeah, other than, I mean, it would have been nice if we got more into the backstories, like a few of the other callers have said. But yeah, other than that, I think it was a pretty good episode. Mm. Well, I, um, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of bored with it, like I said earlier. But I'm looking forward. If it's picked up, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they can do with it. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. looking for because I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah. That's really all I had to say. Well, those it was very good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Her voice reminded me of a past podcast co-host we had. Mm-hmm. She, she sounded a lot like a past co-host. So I was like, hey, that voice is familiar, but it wasn't her. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. I mean, all our callers were first time, first time callers to yeah, podcasts. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I cool. loved listening, talking to newbies. It's great when we're getting new callers after being on the year air for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the thing I wanted to mention, and it just made me crazy when I was watching it. Um, Violet's been kidnapped, and they're trying to find her and figure out what to do and Ennis Ennis no hunter Ennis tells Sam who's been hunting since he was what six <laughs> little kid says oh tell Sam oh we can we can track Violet with her GPS on her cell and the way Sam reacts is like oh really oh yeah that's right I'm like Oh no! Oh that's, yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing I don't like is when they they change a character's history and characteristics that you know very well that they're not something they're not, and they make them appear dumb or not have yeah. the knowledge to make it's the other like character family. look like they know what they're doing. It makes me nuts. It's not like we haven't seen Sam and Dean 50 million times track people by the GPS on their phones. <laughs> they track each other by their cell phones. Yes, exactly. They, they track everyone by their cell phone. This is this is the one thing that used to make me crazy over um, back uh-huh, in the third season. Uh-huh. Um, who they 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 built her up and made her look so such a you know great hunter and talented, and she could fool them by by making Sam and Dean 
say things and do things that were dumb and stuff they would never do otherwise. And, uh, yeah, right. I, I don't like that. And I could not believe Ennis tells Sam, oh, oh, well, we can track her by our cell phone. And Sam's like, wow, like I've never thought of that before. I wish he'd have said, really, I never would yeah. have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, you think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Dumbass, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. Dumbass. <laughs> you know, I've been tracking all of us on the cell phone. <laughs> right. You know, the whole time, so, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then someone called Dean Buffy. Like, no, I'm surprised yeah, you, yeah. you did that and lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Sam kind of was like, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Sam and Dean that we got in, it was really good. Yeah. It was. I mean, there was, there was uh, one point where Sam's hair was just blowing in the wind. It looked beautiful. Um, oh, Sam <laughs> hair report. <laughs> yep, yep, Sam Winchester hair report returns. Um, I'm happy to report it's still long and beautiful. <laughs> and speaking of hair, Dean had kind of a strange haircut. Do you notice it's almost military? Really, really super, yeah, super short yeah. on the side. Yeah, very different. Um, and, um, I also, one of my favorite moments in the episode was when um, Sam and Dean first show up, the very first scene they're in, and they come go to the interrogation room at the police station to talk to Ennis and um, Stephen Martinez's character, the policeman guy. Um, he, you know, he asked him, you know, since when does the beads or whatever interested in a whatever that he said. And um, Dean says to him, says, uh, well, you know, the perp mastered the profile, and I could give you all the details, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walks away. <laughs> and I, I Shut the that. door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, that right there in a nutshell is the difference between Sam and Dean and the other characters. Exactly, in yeah, episode. yeah. Right there. I could give the details to you, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and end of story. Oh. <laughs> yep, yep. I like Sam made comments about hunting, you know, and said, you know, when, once you're in, it's difficult to get out, and you're in this, and, and it'll it'll mess you up. And it's, it's true. It's not like Sam was really complaining. He's just stating the facts, basically. Yeah, he knows all too well, and that's sad. And- Along that same lines, I liked at the beginning when um, Sam and Dean saved Ennis's life in the bar, um, and you know Ennis is wanting to know the whole story, and Dean, you know, tells Sam, he says, "Sammy, give him the talk." <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and I like the how he how Sam. Describe themselves. He's like, basically, we hunt evil and we cut its head off. I was like, that's a great yep. line. I like that. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, there were many good things about the episode. It's just the majority 
but, you know, the negativity overweighs the positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they do pick it up, I will I will give it a chance. I'll watch again. It's really hard to get everything done, and they're just getting started. So we'll we'll see where it goes, um, and hopefully it'll improve if they do keep it. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got hopes. Decide not to uh, go forward. I'll I'll be okay with that too. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything else about bloodlines we should talk about? Ah, uh, geez, I can't think of anything right off the hand, right off the bat. I think we pretty much covered it. If I think of anything else, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked a surprising amount of time about this. <laughs> More than I expected huge. that we would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been huge fans of it. Um. You mentioned there was a marathon on TNT today, and this is the third one in, on a Friday in a row, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. Really, really cool yeah. TNT. Thank you. That, that reminds me, I forgot to send out TNT a thank you tweet. I have to do that in a little bit. TNT, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, they've been great. I mean, not only have they done the, TNT, the Supernatural Marathons for the last three weeks, but they've been really promoting them really well online with their tweets, um, you know, tweeting. They, they're tweeting along with our, because um, I happen to have had the last three Fridays off from work, so, you know, I've been live tweeting it with our Twitter account. And they've been really great about retweeting our tweets. They, they follow us now. And, um, you know, so we started the hashtag this morning, um, hashtag TNT Sam B Day, because today also is Sam Winchester's birthday, May the 2nd. Happy birthday, Sam Winchester, wherever you are. Happy and birthday, Sam. So, Sammy. So, uh, <laughs> right. So this morning I was like, you know, well, the other day when I when I, when we noticed that TNT's marathon today was pretty much Sam-centered episodes, I was like, wow, somebody at TNT knows that today is Sam's birthday. And mm. so um, we said, you know, we'd use the hashtag TNT Sam B-Day. TNT went along with it. They actually used that. They they used our hashtag with their tweets, which I thought was amazing. And That's amazing. They, um, yeah, I, it's just so cool because TNT is a. I don't know those not in the United States, you know, might not know of TNT, but it's a national channel that has you know a lot of original programming. Um, Leverage mm-hmm. great show, you know, aired on TNT. Lots of lots of great shows, and. The fact that they used our hashtag was, you know, I thought that was a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they tweet with fans, you know, they, they tweet with the Supernatural fans about the the um, marathons. I, I just think, whoever is at TNT, we love you. You're, you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, they say, well, um, we know drama and Supernatural is a drama. So, like, yeah, I'm, I, that's so cool. And I think... Well, I think any really smart, savvy network or publication media really knows to to take to Twitter because it's such a such a quick of the moment reaction. You can ask a question, get an answer, and if they're smart, they pay attention. You know, they whatever they're doing, they really know what they're what they're watching and they're promoting. And so sometimes I think they they have like a real 
honest to God viewer or fan on there because of TNT today for them. And then we have the lovely person who handles the Olive Garden Twitter. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam and Dean and, and uh, how Sam likes the salad and he would love our you know, salad bowl and, and all that. So, yeah, I think that's really, really cool. So very happy. And um, and today uh, we even hashtag TNT Sam B Day actually trended on Twitter for a little while, which was really cool. Mm. So yeah, it, it was it was a really great day. Um, Gina Holden, the actress who plays Haley in um, Wendigo, she tweeted to us um, during the marathon because we mentioned her, and so she replied back. It was great. Um, Spencer Garrett who plays um, Mr. God, the Christmas God, and um, A Very Supernatural Christmas. He's been awesome. He not only tweeted to us, he's been tweeting some really fun things. Um, we tweeted to him about how great he was in the episode, and he replied back. Let me see if I can find it. He was great in that episode. He's in a lot of things, and he's just wonderful, but he'll always be the Christmas a Christmas pagan god <laughs> to me. Uh, yes, exactly. And I'm trying to find, he, he had a really great re- response to our tweet. Where is it? Uh, he says, thanks guys, had a blast working on the show. We'll probably never be killed by a Christmas tree in my career again. Peanut brittle, said <laughs> Mark. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then he even um started tweeting with, you know, with other fans and he, you know, he's wanting to get up to a thousand followers. So if you're on Twitter, um, follow Spencer, his, his um, Twitter is at one, the number one, Spencer Garrett, S-P-E-N-C-E-R-G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Follow him. He, he's just, he's just as cool as the Christmas guide was on very supernatural Christmas. He's great. Just follow him and check out his tweets. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I I I hope he gets his thousand followers. He he mentions some kind of prize or something. To yeah. Make it happen. Who knows? <laughs> but he would uh, have yeah, a nifty gift. <laughs> It'd probably be some, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, fruitcake or something. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Maybe. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm, fruitcake. <laughs> Peanut brittle, definitely. But fruitcake, yeah. not so much. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, my parking again. I apologize. Whenever my um, <laughs> family comes home, she has to bark. Lily's <laughs> okay. guest starred on the podcast quite often, recently. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. true. <laughs> no, that's okay. Hey, it's uh, it's live. <laughs> mm. We're happy to have Lily. She's barking at, I think she's barking at a cat outside, I think. Oh. She's very cute. You know, one of my all-time favorite pictures of her is when she's wearing her divine cap that you put on her. Oh, divine yeah. <laughs> and for those listening who don't know about my dog, um, Lily's just a little bitty, four-and-a-half-pound little white chihuahua. She's tiny, but she's got a very loud voice. <laughs> I'm sure she thinks she's a Rottweiler. <laughs> you know. She 
really does. We have a cat, um, Big Bob. You've seen the pictures of Bob. We've got a ginormous mm-hmm. cat, yellow cat. If you um, if you know the cat in Hunter I, Heroicai, that talks to Castiel, he looks like <laughs> him. And he's about four times Lily's size. But Lily, you know, if, if Bob gets around Lily's food, boy, she will eat him up. It's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Bob. Well, if Cass comes to your house, he can interrogate Bob. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, we have another new episode this coming. We have three more episodes. Um, and for people who don't even like to know titles, I'm about to say the title of the next episode, and that is King of the Damned. And it totally seems like from the preview we are absolutely just going to get right into the entire Metatron, Crowley, Abaddon storyline that we've just been waiting to get back to. And there are some very interesting looking moments in that preview. So I don't know, do we want to talk about that a little bit or are we good or yeah, what would yeah. you like to do? That's, that's perfectly fine, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was interesting that Crowley and Abaddon were in the same room and they were both still alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in that preview. So I was like, hmm, what are they up to? You know, demons, you can't trust them. So, and uh, they get the first. Uh, there's a good question in our chat room over on our um, Blog Talk Radio page. Um, Dean one two eight asks, "Do you think the Metatron storyline will end this season or continue into season ten? I'm hoping it ends because you know it started last season, and mm-hmm. it, you know it's been going all season long. I'm really hoping it ends and we can have another, mm-hmm. you know, a different thing going on next season." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I don't mind if it leads to another bad guy or leads to another story, but I'm I'm good if Metatron Metatron's part ends. I mean it's it's okay to have something else. But yeah, I hope it wraps up. Like you said, it's been going on a long time. And it's been I really good, really enjoyable. Curtis Armstrong's been just amazing. Oh, yeah, he is. So, He's great. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm okay with moving on. I would, would you want Gadriel to end as well? I mean, we didn't see him quite as much. I I would. I think the whole angel war fight thing has been going on for so long since what season six. You know, um, we've had the whole mm-hmm. angel war going on, and you know, as much as I love Castiel. I'm ready to move on to a different storyline. You know, we, you know, mm-hmm. we have to help Sam and Dean fight something else. Um, mm-hmm. cause we've had the whole Angel War thing, like I said, going on since the sixth season. And even though back then, you know, we just mainly heard talk and things, but, you know, there was Castiel fighting with Raphael for forever. And, you know, it's just, and then mm-hmm. there was Naomi and then Metatron. And it's like, I'm ready to move on to some other kind of supernatural Character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I 
um, I think it's progressed pretty well. I mean, we've had cast go through all sorts of transformations and see things from all different sides, from being good guy, bad guy, God, Leviathan, uh, human, uh, human, all of those things. So I like that. And I, I did see a little bit about the season finale. I mean, it's all very vague, the description and whatever, so they're not going to give away much. But Jeremy Carver did say that at the very end, Sam and Dean and Kaz were all going to be in a situation they've not faced before. Like, wow, <laughs> what, could, what could that be? <laughs> because they've, they've been through a lot. <laughs> and even he said, you know, after nine seasons, it's hard to come up with something nobody's been through yet. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, it's very, very curious. I don't know. I'm hoping it's as good as it sounds. You know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's really exciting. I'm hoping it's mm-hmm. not like, that's what it was. We say that 50 million times. Yeah, I mean, I want the season to finish as just as amazing as last season, you know, with the angels right, falling right. and, oh, oh, and no, the whole thing. Yes, and the scheme and sacrifice and Sam and and since we do have Dean with the mark of Cain, kind of a similar journey, being for lots of you know trauma and angst and emotional scenes and brothers and and action and everything. So hopefully it will all come oh, together. Really? Lily, shut up, Lily. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My my son came in, so she has to bark. Um, Speaking of the Mark of Cain, we do see Dean almost look like he's, like, collapsing. He looks at his arm, and the mark is very red, and he kind of collapses back. So I wonder what's happening there. And they hid the first blade in a corpse, which was really icky. Good hiding. Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and it, it looks really good. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about it. It looks like it's going to be a really good episode. Yes. King of the Dam, then Stairway to Heaven. Just kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> Since we... <laughs> heaven is figuring big into this season. And then the finale episode is titled Do You Believe in Miracles? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, any, any more news? Any more comments? Questions? Hmm. I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. I'm sure as soon as you get off the air, I'll the 50 million. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. Well, there's a convention uh, this weekend, so definitely yeah, I was gonna follow say along. Vinny. <laughs> yep. Vinny is um, at the DC Con, so she'll be tweeting this, um, on our Winchester Rose account from the convention this weekend. So there'll probably be lots of information come out there. Um, really interesting to hear what 
Jensen and Jared have to say on Sunday. Um, hopefully, hopefully, folks will ask them about the pilot and the season and kind of what's been going on with uh, Sam and Dean. Maybe we'll get some something new, some answers. Of course, they can't be too forthcoming because there's still three episodes to go, but maybe maybe we'll get a hint. Ah, so much to think about. <laughs> yes. Yes, and we'll have a nice long summer helatus. <laughs> right, right. Then, then try we'll, and yeah. figure out where we're going. I'm sure however the season ends, it's going to leave us all summer, but I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm ready. I can't stand it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, we had a good time, surprisingly, talking about bloodlines. We got some good calls and good comments. We thank them all very much for, for listening, everybody for listening and for calling in. We appreciate it very much. Um, Our podcast will always, uh, you can always find out all the information about our podcast, Winchester Radio, on our website, winchesterbros.com. There are always, uh, there's a link to the current one on the side on the homepage, and then there's, it has its entire um, place on the website with all of our podcasts from the beginning. We started in third season, so there's a lot there, lots of guests, um, as many uh episodes it's from third season and we went back to the first and second a little bit here and there um you can uh, find out all the news on our site and you can also check our facebook and twitter in both places we are winchester bros you can follow us and like us and there's already a lot of wonderful fans following and liking us and we appreciate that very very much um you can subscribe and download us through itunes as well um, I think that's it. Yep, I think it sounds good. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll say uh, so long for now. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.